next guest on the telephone is the mayor of the city of Tampa. He is a congenial fellow who is extremely interactive. And always calls from a landline. Which Seth really appreciates. We're here to chat about some things, and I don't think he knows that uh, he's about to become the center of a huge controversy because on July 19th, Mayor Bob Buckhorn tweeted, Thanks at Tampa Bay Wave for letting me take part in your video today on the city of Tampa's entrepreneurial spirit, which is a direct plagiarism from a tweet that Michelle Obama sent in 2008. <laughs> what say you, Mayor Bob Buckhorn? It's the damn speechwriter that did it to me. <laughs> I mean, as a, uh, as a politico, which you are, when you see something like this unfold, you see Melania Trump, uh, I don't know how tuned in you are to the circus that is the RNC, but you see Melania giving her speech, and then almost immediately afterwards, you see that someone lifted something uh, out of Michelle Obama's speech several years ago. What's your initial take on that, Mayor Bob Buckhorn? Uh, that there's going to be a staff person who's going to be in big trouble. Um, I feel for her. I mean, she's obviously not a political professional. She's in front of the biggest crowd she's ever talked to. Uh, she appears to be a very genuine, likable, warm woman. Um, and I think her staff did her a disservice by not uh, fact-checking that speech. And um, she it was clearly plagiarized. Um, I don't think she had anything to do with it. Uh, but certainly they put her in a bad position and you know it gave uh, it gave a a one day story about three days worth of legs because they're still talking about it well we sure are and then today you get the uh, Trump aide Meredith McIver falling on her sword saying that she did it in a, unintentionally she tried to re you know re uh, resign but they wouldn't let her resign when you uh, are delivering a speech how much of that is written by you and how much do you trust your staffers to do it Drew, you know, I'm fortunate, and I guess maybe it's the fact that I'm Irish and I have the gift of Blarney, um, but, I, but I generally don't take any paper up to the podium. Um, wow. Unless it's a very formal speech, like the uh, State of the City or the inauguration, um, I just go, go up there and I have most of it in my head, and so I deliver it. And, but at that level where she was introducing herself to the, to the world, um, there are dozens of staff members that would normally fact-check a speak, speech like that. Uh, you know, you would check your numbers. You would check to make sure it wasn't plagiarized. You would run it up and down the food chain. Someone senior would have to sign off on it. Um, and to know that, you know, that, that poor woman uh, got a speech that no, no one had checked – uh, really uh, put her in a bad light, and, you know, I, I feel bad for her. Are you attending the uh, Democratic National Convention, sir? I am. I will be in Philly largely to get a cheesesteak, but I will be there, yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, so you planned a vacation to Philly, and it just so happens that the DNC will be up there at the same time. <laughs> uh, actually, Drew, I am, I am a delegate for Secretary Clinton, so I will, I will proudly cast my vote for her. Great. Uh, what are your obligations when you're out there? Are you going to be glad-handing a lot of people looking to further your own political career, or is there a little bit of time for you to just kind of lay back and enjoy? You know, it's uh, it's a it's a busy four days. Uh, my schedule's um, pretty much back to back. Um, I'm on a number of panels. 
uh, with other mayors around the country and other uh, uh, certainly Democratic uh, elected officials. But it's, uh, you know, it's it, what's nice, Drew, is it, it's a lot of hours. It's a lot of walking around. But you get to um, experience the American democratic process, which is really kind of cool. And, you know, obviously, regardless of your party, uh, to be in the hall when these nominations occur is uh, it's historic, but it also reminds you of what an amazing system we have here. Great point, Mayor Bob Buckhorn of the city of Tampa. Um, when it comes to cheesesteaks, Pat's or Geno's? Uh, I'm a Geno's guy. Uh, I went to Penn State, so I, I, I was kind of living on cheesesteaks for four years while I was at school. And I am absolutely looking forward to going back to uh, to Geno's unless the line's too long, and then I'll go across the street to Pat's uh, to really get a good cheesesteak. I, I miss them. Loyalty will always yield to uh, convenience, I've found. Uh, Seth Kushner, yeah, any question absolutely. for Mayor Bob Buckhorn, City of Tampa? Mayor, are you worried about protesters or anything getting out of hand at the DNC next week? You know, it's funny. I've been watching, uh, particularly having uh, been the mayor in 2012 when the Republicans were here before, and, and having lived through the year and a half worth of training uh, that we embarked on in order to be ready for that event, knowing full well that, you know, the anarchists and the black bloc folks and the the occupiers at the time were going to descend on us with intentions that were not good. Um, I've been watching this pretty closely to see how Cleveland does. Um, I can tell you for sure that they already broke our record for the number of arrests because they just had a number of arrests going on right now. Oh, wow. If you can imagine, guys, in 2012, um, the city of Tampa had two arrests and zero property damage. Minneapolis-St. Paul, four years before we did it, had 800 arrests and millions of dollars in property damage. You should be proud that Tampa set the standard for how these events should be run. And hopefully Cleveland learned from what we did and uh, we'll have a good convention. But I'm, I'm fearful given where the country is, right? given the anger and the angst and the uncertainty on both sides of the aisle, um, that there's going to be issues in Cleveland that uh, are different than what we experienced in Tampa. You know, you mentioned, Mayor Buckhorn, the uh, climate of the country right now, and uh, I've been walking this planet for about 47 years now, and I think maybe you one or two years longer than that. Um, <laughs> has it always Have times been this tumultuous before and we just didn't have it shoved in our face every day because of our immersion in social media, or are things really worse now than they ever have been? Um, I think it's a combination of both, Drew. I mean, I think the immediacy of social media causes people to uh, to overreact and rush to judgment far more quickly than they normally would. Uh, but I do think there are some systemic issues in this country that have been bubbling under the surface for a long time. It's been compounded by the recession. Uh, it's been compounded by what's going on in the Middle East. People are fearful. Uh, they are scared for their safety. Uh, there's economic uncertainty in large parts of the of the country where the recession is not over. Um, and there have been some folks who have been willing to inflame that um, and try and divide us or pit us against each other. Um, so I haven't seen anything like this since the 60s. Right. Um, but I can tell you that, you know, we've got to get through this. Uh, we've got to do it as a country. Um, and, and we've got to, to find find some solutions to some fundamental issues in this country uh, that if we don't, uh, will trouble us for a long time. No question. We're speaking with the Honorable Mayor Bob Buckhorn, City of Tampa. Mayor, I'm asking this question for a friend. Do you have any rare Pokemon or anything in your office or around where you work? 
I got to tell you, I didn't even know what Pokemon was until I saw all these fools walking around City Hall, you know, looking for whatever it is that they're looking for on their uh, on their laptops. They're like bumping into each other and walking out in traffic. I was like, what the heck's going on here? And they said, Mayor, it's this Pokemon search. I'm like, who's Pokemon? <laughs> well, I'd rather have the, uh, the official foodie mayor than the official Pokemon mayor. So I say you're doing something right. Uh, how cool is it to have a guy like John Cena uh, filming a PSA that about diversity and inclusion right here in Ybor City. That had to feel pretty damn good as a mayor, right? It did, Drew. Uh, not only did it get to showcase Ybor City and, and the diversity of Ybor City, uh, but his message was spot on. Yeah. Um, you know, when you hear that coming from a guy who looks like him, um, you know, obviously fit in, in a business that sort of rewards that, uh, you know, that, that macho environment, to hear him talk about the importance of diversity and the strength of diversity and the fact that everyone's inherent value needs to be recognized regardless of whether you're gay or straight, Muslim, Jew or Christian, whether you speak English or not. That, to me, spoke volumes about who he is, first of all. Sure. Um, and the message that all of us as, as Americans, particularly in this time, need to hear. And so I was, uh, I was excited that Tampa was in it, but more importantly, I was excited that he had the guts to go do it. No question about it. We appreciate your time, as always. He's the Honorable Mayor of Tampa, Bob Buckhorn. He's always available on Twitter, at Bob Buckhorn. We wish you safe travels to the Democratic National Convention, and I know that you, just like the rest of us, will be watching the circus continue to unfold with the Republican National Convention in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Always a pleasure catching up, Mayor Buckhorn, and all our best. Hey, thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. We'll do it. Thank you very much. Says we do good work. He's never listened to the show. Well, I mean, actually, yeah, he's a big fan. Sorry, I don't want to ruin the whole facade. Thank you. you know he's sitting on some rare Pokemon, too. Yeah. He doesn't even know. He yeah. has wandering him. Right there in his office, yeah. he's got a Pikachu. His people know, and they're waiting for him to go out of town next week so they can break into his <laughs> <That's>, office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Mayor Bob hiding all the rare Pikachus? Uh, well, thank you, uh, Mayor Buckhorn, for the time. He's, uh, I tell you, landline, he's always ready with an answer. Fun guy. <laughs> Did you have a weird dream the other night, Phoebe? Did I? Yeah. Oh, the one I told him about yesterday? <laughs> Maybe. Yes, I did have a weird dream the other night. Care to share? Um, <laughs> this poor girl always gets roped into everything. Um, I had a dream that our friend Monica came over and they had sex next to me. That Seth, your husband, and Monica had sex right next to you? Yeah. Like, in, like right next. I was watching TV in bed and they were right next to me. Was this a was this a, uh, a happy horny sex dream or was this an angry wake up want to kill the world dream or what? I don't. I was not angry when I woke up, but it was it was oh, a dude. strange feeling. I would say, dude, you got the green light. She's basically telling you to what? to bang Monica. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true at all. I asked. She told me about this dream yesterday when we were walking the dogs, and I asked her a follow up question, and she said she shut me down. She I said, told him to calm down. I said, "Did you like it?" And showed me to calm down. And I, I didn't. I didn't ask any more questions. <laughs> well, I think she liked it. No, it's not that I liked it. It was just weird. It was very real feeling, and I woke up confused. But did you hate it? No, I wasn't mad. I didn't hate it. I thought about texting Monica that morning, but I forgot to. So she's going to hear about it this way. Can, can we put Monica? You want to get Monica on the yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah, we'll get Monica on the phone. Oh, oh. good, great. All right, yeah, hold on. Let's stand by. <laughs> she needs to know this information. Something start. <laughs> this is exactly how it starts. Oh, we're not trying to. Nothing's ever going to happen. Oh, but, uh, sure.
But I mean, the fact that she's having those dreams, I mean, I'm not into dream interpretation, but it's got to mean something. Oh, he- no, it doesn't mean anything. It means I was probably texting her before I went to bed. And so she was on my mind and, no. and you were on my mind and no. it collided. No, no, there's a deeper meaning to this for sure. And I think it means that you're ready for a threesome and it could be Monica. It could be someone else. Oh, is that right? Could just be you sitting there on the couch while they bang next to you. I don't know. Seth, I don't is, like ready, that. Seth, Seth is ready to move that mountain for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he certainly is. Oh, I hope we can get her on the phone. I know. Because she wants you, dude. Who? Monica. Oh, does she? I think so. Oh, no. That's, that's a vibe I get. No. At least in Phoebe's dreams. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's reality or not. Uh, Nikki is rounding up uh, Monica right now, who probably She's will- working. F- oh. Well. I think she's probably working doing x-rays. Oh. But she's always fiercely loyal, too, which means she would she answer is. the phone at work to talk to us. Do you know why she's fiercely loyal? Why? She is a Leo. Oh, there we go. See, See there is something to this whole Zodiac thing. Uh-huh. Hey, by the way, really quickly, this millennials no bra thing, yeah. these girls have to have tiny boobs because I don't wear them because I like the way it makes me look. I have to wear one. I understand that. Uh, hold on one second. Hey, Monica. Hello. I don't wear a bra. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have tiny boobs. I don't put bras on. What do you need a bra for? Exactly. Who needs a bra? Uh, That's not why we pulled you onto the air with us, though. Oh, okay. Have Phoebe tell her. Oh, yeah. No, I will. Uh, Phoebe has a uh, a, uh, confession to make to you about a dream that she had uh, the other night. Phoebe, we'll let you have at it. Oh, for the love of Pete. This wasn't supposed to leave our walk yesterday, by the way, Seth. Okay, Monica, hi. So I had a dream the other night that we were all hanging out at my house, and um, I, we were watching TV, and you and my Seth were having sex right next to me. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> that sounds delightful. Delightful. How do you feel I about mean, that? I uh, mean, incredibly, incredibly awkward, actually, and I rarely yeah. feel awkward at, at ever. Yeah, I told you guys this was not supposed to leave our walk with the dog yesterday. Well, this wasn't this wasn't my dream. This was Phoebe's dream. Oh, for the love of Pete! You know something? If she wanted me to know, she could have just texted me that. Right? Had some delicious dream about us. Well, but clearly it wasn't a great dream, so that's probably why you. No, it was fine. I wasn't mad. I I didn't wake up mad or anything. I just it was very very vivid dream, and I told them that it's probably that. We were probably texting the night before, right before I went to bed. So you were on my mind, and I was right next to Seth, so he was on my mind, and they collided. Uh, I don't think that's how it works, but okay, sure. <laughs> now, Monica, would you rather bang Seth away from Phoebe, or would you oh, rather bang, uh, bang him in front of Phoebe? Yeah. Probably away from her, because I really don't want to talk about it afterwards. So yeah. can we just be in a separate room? All right. For the love of Pete. Sorry, Phoebe. Was this you guys got me on the phone originally about horror no. shows? No, no, no. Drew tried to do some organic bit that involved you, and it wasn't going anywhere, so I decided I would spice things up. That's true. Uh, Monica, what's your Zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. Leo. I oh, told you. We've already been through that. Damn it. <laughs> Screw this stupid bit. So you wearing a bra? What were you, what were you dreaming about? I apologize. I could probably be having this conversation with her privately. But no. What? I don't know. We were watching TV at the house. Um, your Seth and your son were not there. You, they were somewhere else, and you came over to hang out with us, and it, it just it, it happened. I don't know. I don't know what what started it, and I don't know how it ended. I just woke up. What were we watching on TV? Porn? I can't just be I watching don't... Real Housewife and all of a sudden just get on top of your husband. Like that doesn't <laughs> work like that. Yeah, actually, he does. thinks that's how it works. <laughs> clearly, he does. 
Wow. That's true. Ladies, don't fight over me, please. <laughs> Monica, when do you want to do happy hour? You want to do happy hour tonight? Right, get out of here. Oh, yeah, tonight. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I need to go drink and talk some more about this vivid yeah. dream. <laughs> this is so great. What's I know. Happening here? I know what how, I mean. did you, how did you feel? I want to know how you felt when she told you this. Me? I mean, did you ask her for details? Yeah, well, I asked her. I said, well, I said, did you like it? And then she told me to calm down. And we, I didn't ask her any more questions <laughs> until we were on the air today. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. How do you feel about it, Monica? It's really awkward because this is the first time that she has said anything about that. Seth and I can joke all we want through the last 15 years about it, but it's very, very weird if Phoebe says something about it. But it was a dream. It wasn't like I was thinking about it on purpose. It was just a dream that I probably shouldn't have said. Subconscious. Clearly you were thinking about it. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I need you to stop having these thoughts, please. I'm sorry. I'll stop. I'll stop immediately. <laughs> so awesome. All right. Well, listen, thank you both, ladies. Uh, hopefully you will have happy hour later and uh, make this dream closer to a reality. Oh, goodness. And uh, thank you both very much for joining us during this. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Very well-conceived you bit, Zodiac or not. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's something else. I know. How'd you feel when she told you that? Your wife. I. F- uh, mm. <laughs> Can you ask me again? <laughs> Let's try that again. Yeah, sorry. How did you feel when your wife told you that she had a dream that you were banging? I said it's not right that you think about these things because we're married and we don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> she just said we were walking the dogs yesterday and she said, I, I, I got to tell you about my dream. And I go, oh my God. I said, oh. And she says, let me know when you're ready. There are cars, you know, coming by. And so we had to get back into the street because there's no sidewalks in St. Pete. Right. So then we were walking and she said, she told me and I, I didn't say anything. And then I said, well, you know, did you like it? And she told me to calm down. And that was it. I didn't say anything else about it. And I figured it was a touchy subject. Well, it's an interesting difference between the two of you because I know for a fact that if you had a dream that Monica's husband, Seth, was banging Phoebe, you would not have talked to Phoebe the rest of the day. Um... No, I would have tried to do the uh, eternal sunshine of a spotless mind and just to erase every memory I have. Right, like you would have woken uh, woken up fairly or not, you would have uh, you you would never have spoken to Phoebe again. No, no. <laughs> what? Just imagine all the dreams people have, like in in couples where they're having sex with other people and they never tell them about it. Do you think it's better to tell or not tell? And it depends. Like a dream where Phoebe has no problem dreaming about. You railing Monica, you think that means anything? Yeah.